Welcome to the Stuff and Junk Show, where we share our opinions on random subjects from interesting news, social topics, pop culture, our likes and dislikes, things we've seen, heard, or read, to what we did and what we do. You know, stuff and junk. Hello, my name is Albert. I'm just Batman. Uh, Batman, you're not in this episode. Oh, uh, how about me? No, no, not, not you either. Uh, as you can tell, it's just me and my head, my schizophrenic head. Uh, Rudy can't, couldn't make it. She was busy. Uh, Jamin can't make it. He was busy too. So, yeah. It's just me for this episode. So, it should be a relatively quick episode. In fact, for the next, I would say, six to seven weeks, our schedules are kind of up in the air in terms of like when we can record. So, don't be surprised if it's just me again. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, well, you know. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. I mean, it's not that sad, but, 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 or, or is it? But okay, anyways, but yeah, it's just me. Uh, our schedules are kind of in flux right now. Uh, we'll try and make it work. And part of the problem is because there are days where I also can't record uh, and it's kind of conflicting with each other. So we'll sort it out. Then Comic-Con is just right around the corner. we got those big movies coming out. And oddly enough, they're releasing on a regular recording day, which is weird in itself. I mean, have you guys noticed that? Is, is, is Tuesday now going to be a thing for opening movies? Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home is going to be opening on a Tuesday. I mean, it's a July 4 week. So maybe that's the reason why. Uh, there's also another movie that's coming out on a Tuesday. Let's see what what do I have that on the my thing here? It says here, uh, oh Annabelle. For some odd reason, Annabelle is also coming out on a Tuesday. So, and I, well, I guess it's my fault that we're not recording because I want to watch a movie. <laughs> but but yeah, so but yeah, I don't know if it's gonna be a thing where Tuesday is gonna be like a new opening day for movies. But I suppose I'm okay with that. Uh, I guess I'll just get used to it if that's gonna be a thing. But like I said, it's going to be a quick, a quick episode. And essentially, we're just going to... We? Oh, what does this we take? Uh, I'm just going to... Hey, all you know, there are other people besides yourself. No, I told you, Batman. You're not in this episode. Okay. Good food me. Shut up. All right. Enough of me talking to myself here. Uh, on with the show. And for this episode, I'm just going to do a what's going on segment. So, as of this recording, it's currently 10.01 p.m., in uh, Southern California, here in California, uh, home base of uh, Who Wears Who What Wears Why Studios. Have I ever called this Who Wears Why Studios? Uh, June uh, June nineteenth, twenty nineteen, and it's time we take a look and see what's going on. Now, as you've noticed, for the past couple of weeks, I've always had some kind of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge news to mention, and this week, this episode is no exception. I still got stuff to go, stuff to talk about. But this one, I think it's important because the, um, you know how norm, right now, as of this recording, uh, you have to have a reservation to get into Galaxy's Edge. But that is changing very soon on June 24 when it is essentially going to be a free-for-all day or a free-for-all uh, system. First come, first serve, that kind of thing. No more reservation. I'm sure Disneyland is going to regret that decision because I think their, their reservation system has worked really well for them. The, the park is busy. The, the, that part of the park is busy, but not overcrowded. I believe they were only allowing like 4,000 people uh, per four-hour time frame every time. 
kind of thing, and they're not gonna do that on the free for all day. So, so tough. So what's gonna happen is they're essentially going to uh, starting June twenty four. You are essentially going to have to make sure that you download the Disneyland app, okay? And as you say, it was it is to secure a boarding pass in a virtual queuing system. That's right. It's gonna be a virtual queuing system via an app. All right, so if you go in first to the park, which normally they open at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock or something like that, if you go in at the, at the time, um, people go in to Galaxy's Edge, and then once it hits a certain capacity, everybody else are going to be forced to go to a queuing system. All right, so you, then that's where you go to this in an app, and then you're supposed to uh, add members to your party to confirm how many people besides yourself, the owner of the app, will be going in. And then once you do that, they will send you a push notification telling you when it's time for you and your party to enter Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. That's essentially what they're going to do. Apparently, they've been doing that with, with the popular attractions in Galaxy's Edge, uh, Olga's Cantina, as well as the uh, uh, the lightsaber thing. And uh, speaking of Olga's Cantina, they said that unless you're there for the first hour or 45 minutes of the first hour during free-for-all day, most likely all reservations for August Cantina will be completely booked. Like I said before, that 45-minute uh, time frame that people are allowed to stay in August Cantina is too long. They need to cut it in half or something because that place is really popular. And part of the reason for that is because people are inside trying to get drunk. And during the reservation time, I believe they were only limited to two drinks. I don't know if they're going to keep that limit during the regular days, but we shall see. All right, so that's that's how it's gonna work. If there's any other changes, uh, we'll find out about it. But from what I read so far, this is what's gonna happen. Uh, more details will be on the, or at least the article that I read it from, from the Orange County Register will be on the show notes. If you wanna click on that. All right. Speaking of Galaxy's Edge, remember how I mentioned that that you can actually buy an R two D two at Galaxy's Edge, but it costs twenty five thousand dollars. Well, to no to no surprise to anybody, I suppose people are actually buying that. Uh, really rich people, I assume, presumably, right? So yes, the R2-D2 that you see in Gaza's Edge, you can purchase that for $25,000. And yes, it is really expensive, probably more expensive than what the, the droid makers will probably make. But yeah, people have been buying that. So go figure. Lots of money, money, money. Money, 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 money. When I have a, a soundbite for that, I should have some soundbite for money, right? Where, oh wait, that's right. I, I I do I do have something, and that is, yeah, well worth the wait, Albert. Well worth the wait. I told you, you need me. Shut up, Batman. Okay. Anyway, speaking of money, um, Avengers Endgame. Apparently, they really want to beat Avatar's box office records. I was I this recording. They were only five forty five million dollars shy from from beating Avatar's all time worldwide box office record. As we mentioned before, they're nowhere close to beating uh, The Force Awakens box office record. So they're, they're just, they're just going to have to make do with being number two, right above Avatar for the domestic release. But for the worldwide release, Avatar is still number one currently with Avengers Endgame at number two. $45 million shy. So what are they going to do? What is Marvel Studios going to do? Oh, yeah. They're going to re-release Avengers Endgame, which is a weird way of saying that because it hasn't left theaters yet. It's still in theaters. What is this re-release crap? What they're doing, essentially, 
is they're going to add uh, bonus footage or some kind of post-credit footage at the end of the movie. Because as people have already complained about, there really isn't any significant post-credit sequence after the movie. So now, Marvel Studios is like, hey, why don't you go back to the theaters and watch Avengers Endgame again? And we now have a post-credit sequence. Maybe that'll give them, uh, what, another $15 million over what they're making right now, which is in like, you know, $3 million or $2 million or whatever a weekend. So will that be will that be enough? I think it'll be kind of sad if they do this re-release and they still don't beat Avatar. They should go with my idea. Wait till next year and say rewatch Avengers Endgame right before the newest MCU movie next year and people will go back in droves. Not in droves, but a lot of people will be like, you know what, I want to see that in a big screen format again in IMAX. You know, do it around Christmas time or something, right? Uh, but doing it now might be a little too soon, but we shall see. They are pretty close, 45 million just to beat Avatar. Um, me personally, I don't see why people wouldn't just like figure out the timeline, the, the time frame of the movie's ending and then just sneak in at the end after the credits and then and then watch what you need to see and then leave. Yeah. Uh, well, if it wasn't a real, if it was a real extended cut, maybe people would go back in droves, but just for this, Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. How hardcore are you Avengers Endgame fans out there? Right. Uh, speaking of movie box office, a lot of people are writing up articles about how, hey, Hollywood sequels are not doing very well in the box office right now, which is not, which is not, a, which is not a lie. I mean, it is true. You know, you, you, got, you got stuff like Shaft, Men in Black International, Dark Phoenix, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. You know, even even like even like moderate hits like Secret Life of Pets two and the Lego Movie two. You know, they're not doing the money that people expect them to do. Um, but at the same time, it, I, people are saying how it's a sequel. As like people are just tired of sequels. That's not entirely true, though. I mean, MCU's are filled with sequel, and people are still going there. You know, and 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 people and people are saying, oh, people want more original stuff. Well, that's not entirely true. There's a lot of original stuff in cinema that nobody's going to. I mean, look at stuff like like Booksmart, or or uh, Late Night. You know, these, these are these are good these are good indie movies or indie movies or non blockbuster movies that people are still not going to anyway. So that, that argument is a flaw. And speaking of sequels, John Wick Chapter Three making lots of money still, right? So this argument that people are tired of sequels. I don't think it's true. I don't think it's true. That, that isn't the reason why. Uh, I think the real reason why is because of interest. Okay, it's really this is really simple. A lot of the, a lot of those indie movies that I mentioned, like Booksmart or whatever, people see them and go, "Eh, I can just wait till the home video release. I can just wait at home." People seem to have a perception that if a movie doesn't look like it deserves to be in the big screen, they're not gonna watch it. Which, which in itself is a lie because Godzilla, King of the Monsters, needs to be seen in the big screen. And yet, apparently, not a lot of people are watching that, are they? So, so go figure. Uh, the other excuse that I hear is that, oh, I'm not interested in, in following that franchise anymore. Which I think is more true than not. Okay, Man in Black International, did anybody really ask for that? Uh, Dark Phoenix, as soon as people knew that Disney owns uh, the X-Men and will, re- and will, in fact, reboot it five years from now or whatever... Why are people gonna be spend the time to to go watch Dark Phoenix? You know, there, there's that. Uh, it, it, this goes to show also with like a few years ago when the Mummy came out, uh, Tom Cruise's The Mummy came out, and people were like, "Why did we need another Mummy movie?" Kind of thing. So, so yeah, uh, I don't know. I I can't really say what it is. 
um, it's I think it really falls down to to just general audience interest for a movie. But then I thought Godzilla was going to make lots of money, quite honestly, and it it didn't. So go figure. Like people said, if people say they figure out Hollywood, they don't know what they're talking about. Hollywood is, and especially the box office, is very questionable. I I, I don't know, but you know, I have I have my said my recommendations. So go go see stuff like Booksmart. It's really good. There's also an article that I left in the show notes uh, titled "Behind Sony's Luckluster Men in Black Relaunch." Feel free to read that. It's interesting stuff, but um, too bad about Hollywood losing money, I guess. Speaking of money loss, remember uh, earlier this week or over the past weekend, there was a thing that people were calling the Target Apocalypse 2019. Well, 2019. Uh, basically, all their registers just broke down on them. From what I understand, globally, right? Nobody could pay for anything because apparently Target doesn't know how to do to do physical transactions anymore because they can't record the the, the, the transactions online because everything broke down. Um, but how much did they actually lose? As I click on this article to give me the answer, and the answer here, according to this article, how much did Target Apocalypse really cost? Registers, registers went down across the U.S. for two hours on Saturday, with further glitches falling on Sunday. This is an article on the WinsightGroceryBusiness.com. Okay, in this article, you can also see pictures as well as a few videos of people in line in Target uh, who will eventually be told that, that hey, sorry for the inconvenience, but all registers are down. No purchases or returns possible. Currently, no ETA. So we just saw this one, this one picture here where of, of a person pointing at the stuff that he have in his shopping basket. Never forget those we left behind, it says. Funny. Uh, so how much did it lose? Okay, according to this, two hours of business on a busy Saturday is likely worth about $50 million, not counting the 90 minutes of select outages on Sunday. So $50 million. That's the that's almost like a low blow, low bow, low bow, uh, low ball estimate of how much they lost because it might actually be more than that to tell you the truth but yeah 50 million dollars that's that's a good amount of money just for two hours wow Target's rich aren't they uh, but yeah well, hey when, when the system's broken the system's broken can't do anything about it but hey at least now this will be a learning lesson they'll have they should have a backup plan speaking of broken uh, people talk about how Android's messaging uh, services are broken because they can't figure it out and I and and I, as I mentioned before, Google is trying to get RCS rolled out to messages, but they have to get the carriers, the carriers like Verizon, AT and T, T Mobile, those kind of stuff, to to help them with that. And so far, they've been really poor at getting RCS rolled out. Okay, so Google is finally taking charge of the RCS rollout. They are going to take in charge of it. They're going to go ahead and integrate it to their Android Messages app. And any any Android phone that has the Messages app will have RCS. They it, they will roll it out. I think they I think Europe's gonna have it first, and the U.S. gonna have it. Uh, Pixel owners should have it already. Um, of course, you can only really use it with other RCS people, kind of like iMessage. You can only use it with other iMessage users, you know that kind of stuff. But if you have a Pixel, if you're a Pixel owner, you should have RCS uh, checked out in the chat option in the in the Messages. Just go to the settings. You can take a look over there. I believe when if it gets updated, it will ask you if you want to use RCS. So so they are taking charge of that. Okay, a lot of people are concerned that RCS doesn't really have end-to-end encryption. You know, it's a fair it's a fair complaint. Uh, 
Google is going to try and remedy that. Okay, this article here said that, um, okay, here you go. Here's the paragraph. It's not, this is from the diverse.com. Although I'll just say it on the paragraph here. <clears throat> Although RCS chat is not yet end-to-end -end encrypted, parenthesis on the yet, because it could, there is at least one small piece of good news in how Google has implemented it. Rowney says that the company doesn't keep any of the messages that pass through its servers. From a data retention point of view, we delete the message from our RCS backend service the moment we deliver it to an end user. He explains, adding, if we keep it, it's just to deliver it when that person comes online. So there you go. So that's, that's Google's own way of trying to you know, say that, hey, we're not keeping your messages. Of course, between, between point A and point B, the messages are still being traveled on the air. Uh, and if a hacker wanted to intercept it, they could, right? The, the, the option is there. Um, this hasn't changed. SMS, is, text messaging, has always been like this, right? But I think the reason why the carriers have been really slow about RCS is because they wanted to figure out how to handle all the data it's going to take from RCS chat, right? And then Google said, like, look, you know what? We're going to handle it. We're going to handle it. And hopefully Google will be able to implement proper end-to-end -end encrypted because it's 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 possible for RCS chat. It just, I don't know why it hasn't been done yet, you know? So it supports it. Just eventually it'll happen. Don't ask me. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, stickers, GIFs, photos, videos in high quality RCS. Uh, uh, one of those things where people can see if they're typing RCS. You know, one of those things that say that people read the message RCS. It's all there. Okay, so Google take chart of it. Hopefully it'll catch on. Uh, Samsung users abandon Samsung messages, go to Google messages. That kind of stuff. So that's, that still has to happen. At least, at least, uh, there's, there could be a universal Android messaging service that people can jump into. Uh, now, all we have to do now is wait for iMessage, Apple's iMessage to, to either release an Android version or allow RCS and iMessage. Apple, allow RCS and iMessage. If you're, if you're worried about competition, don't be, okay? Um, just, just make the RCS chat green bubbles, okay? <laughs> there we go. And it'll be the same thing as SMS, all right? But at least people will be able to communicate with each other. Communicate with each other. That's the whole key. Inclusion. Inclusion, Apple. Do it. Do it. Uh, it's, it will be a nice progressive change. Speaking of progressive changes, uh, Square Enix explains why it changed Tifa's breasts in Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yes, in E3, they showed video for Final Fantasy VII Remake, which is a remake that a lot of people have been waiting on for well over a decade, maybe even two decades, whatever. And uh, one, of the, one of the characters in Final Fantasy VII is called Tifa, female. And in the, in the classic PS1 version of the game, she had big boobs. Okay, typical anime anime trope, female with big boobs. But at the same time, she's also supposed to be a fighter. So and and then and then so her more modern looking version is more proportionate to how she should look. Um, I guess in real life, even though it's still an anime looking character. But here, here, here's here's what they uh what this article says. Here, okay, ah, here we go. Um, Square Enix went on the record regarding Tifa's changes. By the way, you know, this article is on Polygon.com. Tetsuya Nomura, 
director of the remake says that it was necessary to restrict her chest, as the developers wanted her to have more of an athletic feel. She's a fighter, after all, and that likely means she has abs and is generally very fit. Yeah, it's true. You don't really see a lot of warrior women with big boobs running around, right? So, so there we go. That's the reason why. Why is this even a news article, Albert? Because you know you want to say it. Shut up, Batman. Speaking of things Japanese, Evangelion. As a reminder, Neon Genesis Evangelion will be finally out on Netflix June 21st. As of this recording, that's like less than two days from now. Okay. Um, go watch it. It is my favorite anime ever so far. Uh, and I, I know there's going to be judgments by, by me saying that. But... A lot of kids nowadays, anime kids nowadays, actually have never seen Neo Genesis Evangelion. Only the one, only the true hardcore that went and got like a bootleg copy of an old DVD or something have seen Neo Genesis Evangelion. If you've seen modern anime, you've seen the influences from Neo Genesis Evangelion. It's a very pinnacle anime that came out in the, in the 90s. Very influential. Uh, you felt it's the changes in anime because of this anime and now if you haven't seen it you can finally see it on Netflix June 21st go check it out I do have a few articles on the a uh, few links on the show notes uh, one, one is titled How Hideaki Anno which is the creator of Evangelion turned obsessions and depression into an anime phenomenon definitely read that uh, there's a deep, there's a deeper hidden deep, you know, I don't know about hidden there's a deeper meaning to the whole series and uh, that article will will uh, explain that as well as spoil it. So maybe don't read it if you haven't seen it yet. Um, there's also this um, one of the one of the thing about anime is that they have you know popular opening theme music, and Evangelion is no exception. Uh, Cruel Angels, Cruel Angels, <laughs> Cruel Angel Thesis is what it's called. And I thought I'd play this YouTube video of somebody playing a Cruel Angels Thesis on. Calculators. He has a series of calculators. If you watch the video, links in the show note. He has a series of calculator, and he'll play the team music via calculators, like a scientific calculator. Kids, um, the calculator app on your phone. There's actually a physical version that you can buy. <laughs> wow, that sounds condescending, but but yeah. Anyways, so this guy has those has five physical versions of the, of the calculator, and he'll play it. Here, I'm gonna go ahead and play like a section of it uh, right now. impressive if you ask me uh, uh, if you don't know what the actual team music looks like uh, YouTube it <laughs> but yeah in Genesis Evangelion check it out and figure out why it's such a huge influence Influence. it was hugely influential to anime of today speaking of huge influential franchises Game of Thrones apparently is accused now of stealing the wait is this a spoiler it's kind of a spoiler uh, fast forward two minutes if you don't want to hear this. But anyways, Game of Thrones apparently 
stole the Night King death battle from a Bollywood soap opera. That's right. Apparently, that that one scene where a certain character kills another certain character, uh, that whole sequence completely lifted off a Bollywood soap opera scene involving... Actually, you know what? Just click on the show notes. It'll show you that, that video of that Bollywood soap opera. And if you look at that sequence where that one character kills that one other character, looks very familiar with Game of Thrones' uh, sequence where that one character kills that one other character. I guess I kind of did really spoil it, except for the title. Uh, so click on the show notes if you want to take a look at that, Game of Thrones fans. Everybody else, uh, I'm, I'll be moving on. But yeah, apparently Game of Thrones stole something from Bollywood. But speaking of theft, there's this article about a dog that hijacked a police car and ate officers' uh, beef jerky. How cute. So essentially, there was a stray dog. There was a call for a stray dog, and then the police officer was going to go ahead and, and get the dog to, you know, go to the back seat. But apparently, his front seat was still open. So the dog hopped on the driver's seat and did not want to leave, ate the officer's beef jerky, yada, yada, yada. So yeah, that's what happened. I mean, that's what happened. No, it's uh, and that's what's going on. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, why, why don't I? I have the sound effects. Why don't I just play it? Anyways, um, takes for no, no, not yet, not yet, not yet. I have to go and go before we. No, I'm not talking about a movie or something. Ah, guys, you just you're just listening to all the cracks of of this this podcast that I'm not gonna edit this part. But yeah, where can you find me online? You say. No, Albert, nobody asked you. Well, I'm going to tell them anyway, Batman. Uh, my name is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert5x5. You can find me on my I Said That Movie blog you, for my non-spoiler movie reviews. You can find me on the other podcast, Extra Stuff, Extra Spoils, which uh, most recent one, me jamming uh, reviewed Dark Phoenix. You can also find me on the weekly comic strip that I did with Lewis, and, or I do with Lewis. And if you want to send us email, Send them to whowhatworsewhy at gmail.com. If you want to leave us a comment, send them to our Facebook page, our Instagram page, or on the website itself. If you want to show your support, because we need it, head over to whowhatworsewhy.com slash support to find out how. Music has been provided by the Y-Axis. Find them at theyaxis.com or find them at theyaxis.bandcamp.com or find them at instagram.com com slash the y-axis or twitter.com slash the y-axis either way make sure to check out the newest album of by the y-axis called no waves check them out all the links and information can be found at whowhatworsewhy.com all right here we go this is the this was an episode oh wow, i actually recorded a good amount of time here go figure albert can just talk and talk and talk apparently and hopefully if you're still listening to this Thanks for listening. This was episode 241 of the Stuff and Junk Show. Thanks for joining me. Normally I say us, but it's just me. Thanks for joining me. Until next time, this has been a podcast on the Who, What, Where's, Why Network. Yeah, so, so how was that? Was it, was, it, was it okay? Was it okay? Yeah, I'm not really supposed to clap for myself, but, but go figure that's how it goes when it's just me here and why am I still talking I should just shut up right now oh, 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 oh. you patch me up.